Welcome to The Awardist, the podcast from Entertainment Weekly that takes you inside this year's Emmy race with interviews, analysis, and more. I'm Sarah Rodman, Executive Editor at Entertainment Weekly. And I'm Kristen Baldwin, TV critic at Entertainment Weekly. And today is our day. It's Emmy nomination day. What, what? Is that like Rex Manning day? Like what other days is Emmy nomination day like? This excitement. Like it's not quite Christmas day. Is it like $5 footlong day at Subway? <laughs> it's sort of like that, but probably like a little better. Yeah, unless you really like Subway, which I do. Well, there you go. So for me, it's Rex Manning Day. For Kristen, it's $5 <laughs> footlong Subway Day. <laughs> we're very excited is what we're trying to say about the Emmy nominations. So there is a lot to dig into here. Some of what we have discussed in the past about how the Emmys like to nominate the same people over and over again, in fact, came true again today. But there were a few happily surprising names that we saw on the list. And then there were a few sad snubs. I don't know. I feel like we should start with snubs. I feel like we should pour one out for our homies that like didn't get a nomination that should have. Kristen? I have two snubs that are very, very painful from the same show. Ray Seahorn from Better Call Saul. Like very we sad. thought this was her year. They ignore her every year, but we thought there's no way. There's just no way they can ignore her this year, but they did. And even more galling is Bob Odenkirk, who gets nominated every year for Better Call Saul, was not nominated in the uh, lead actor category for drama. And that is just appalling. And the show itself was nominated, which is always so irritating that when the show itself actually gets nominated, but the actors don't get nominated, it's like, what, what? These are people that you love. Obviously, you're nominating the show. My big snub this year is Pamela Adlon. Oh, and Better Things. I was hoping to see both of those things uh, get nominated this year, and they were not. And that makes me deeply sad for her. Um, But were there things that you were excited to see, Kristen? I mean, I was super excited to see Andre Brower get a nomination as Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's been nominated before, but uh, not for quite a while. And I thought that, you know, I believe we even talked about this. Like, I just felt like the show was off the radar in a way, you know, like, Mm. and, and, you know, people still love it, but that it wasn't going to be part of the Emmy conversation. But Oh, he's so freaking funny in that. Richly deserved. Richly Richly deserved. deserved. I will say I was actually, I know we potentially differ on this opinion. I was actually excited to see The Mandalorian nominated. I really enjoyed that show a lot. (laughs) And um, Kristen may scoff, but as Star Wars people now, it had some great characters. It had a lot of fun. I don't know. I just really enjoyed The Mandalorian. So um, I was excited. I thought that was mostly going to get nominated in like technical categories like the Star Wars movies do at the Oscars. Right. Um, so it was nice to see a sort of fantasy sci-fi show get nominated in the big category. And it got the second highest number of nominations for a drama the first was a tie between ozark and succession with 18 and then came the mandalorian with 15 you know you cannot deny baby yoda but apparently you can deny him a a nomination no best supporting actor for baby yoda sadly but you know (laughs) next year baby yoda it'll be your time when you're toddler yoda and you really start to show your range baby yoda is pretty zen about this and i don't think he's very upset His publicist, on the other hand, is probably livid. True. But shall we jump into the nominations themselves, Kristen? Yes, absolutely. All right. Let us start with the big kahuna, the outstanding drama series. So here we have 
Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. So what do you think of this list? Well, two things jump out. First of all, The Mandalorian, you know, again, I'm just, what? And But really, that makes more sense to me than Stranger Things, which, uh, you know, season three was fine, but not particularly great. I'm really surprised that it kind of came out of nowhere, um, especially it, you know, premiered so long ago. Um, Pose was snubbed. Morning Show was snubbed. Although overall, I don't think the Morning Show really needed a nomination. I think the performers who were nominated, which we'll discuss later, you know, deserved it. I was a little surprised that Big Little Lies didn't sneak in there. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not super mad about it. What about you? I feel like you don't understand Delorean, Kristen, about how good that show is. Oh, God, someone <laughs> exile me right now. This is the list I think that we were basically expecting. Right. I, again, this is the list that I would have wanted Cherish the Day to be on. Of this list, I picture either it, it coming down to Succession and Better Call Saul. And I feel like it would just be extra galling if the show itself won in a year that Bob and Ugh. Ray weren't nominated. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I feel like this is sort of the expected list. I'm not super psyched about any of it. Like I enjoy most of these shows, but I would say Succession is the one that I'm sort of, I have like the most recent buzz from watching. I am surprised that Killing Eve got another nomination that, you know, the quality of that show has gone way down since season one. Um, I do think there's some knee jerk nominating happening here. And that could have been the case with Stranger Things, too, especially in a year where, you know, people aren't going out and campaigning as much as they as they could. And so it could be that the voters are looking at the list and just like picking things that they've heard of. Right. There's a familiarity (laughs) aspect to it, certainly. And so moving on to the actual people who were nominated in the drama series category, we have lead actress Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Laura Linney for Ozark, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, and Zendaya, not as Beachy, but Zendaya in Euphoria. (laughs) I personally am so excited about this Jennifer Aniston nomination. I know that Jennifer Aniston does not require my excitement or anything from me whatsoever. Her life is probably pretty great. But this performance was so revelatory to me. I really enjoyed her character the most on this show, and I thought she was so great in it. So I am very excited for Jennifer Aniston. I'm 100% with you on that because she really, really, even though the show was uneven, she was consistently great in it. I'm shocked that uh, Elizabeth Moss didn't get nominated. Mm. Uh, Handmaid's Tale did. And, you know, I think Handmaid's Tale has suffered in quality as well. And I am a little surprised that Nicole Kidman didn't get a nomination for uh, Big Little Lies, especially given that this was a big season for her character. And she had those great showdown scenes with Meryl Streep, who was nominated. Yeah. So interesting that the slappy, but not the slapper, (laughs) got nominated here. And of course, the big news, surprise news here is Zendaya, not because she's not great. But that was not a show that I was expecting the Television Academy to recognize in this way because of the controversy surrounding it. And when I say controversy, not sort of 
real controversy, but in the sense, because the people on the show are grownups, but they're playing teenagers who are, you know, getting up to all kinds of debauchery. Always, there are some people not in favor of depicting that kind of behavior. So I was a little surprised uh, to see her, but good for Zendaya, I say. Yeah, I think uh, she gave a great performance. I could not make it through that show because it's like every parent's worst nightmare and it was just too much, but I did think she was great in it. You know, again, like Jodie Comer, great, not a great season of Killing Eve, but always happy to have her nominated. And Olivia Coleman, I feel like, was a given, of course, with The Crown. Yes, absolutely. And we love Olivia Coleman, so that yeah. is completely fine. And that show has obviously become an Emmy favorite. So we say yes to the Queen. Yes, we Queen. Sure do. Or I guess we say yes, Queen, but we don't say that anymore. So <laughs> oh, obviously, okay. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> We will move on to lead actor in a drama series, which gives us Jason Bateman in Ozark, Sterling K. Brown in This Is Us, Steve Carell in The Morning Show, Brian Cox in Succession, Billy Porter in Pose, and Jeremy Strong in Succession, which this is a this is an interesting group, I think. It is. It is interesting. And I mean, I think a lot of these were expected you know billy porter is the incumbent and he's great uh jason bateman gets nominated constantly for this role sterling k brown brian cox had not been nominated before but you know makes total sense that they would give it to him and he's great jeremy strong also a very good actor and i just when i look at this list and i see steve carell in the morning show over bob odenkirk just makes me sad. I mean, Steve Carell was good in the morning show. He was very good. But was he Bob Odenkirk good? No, yeah, he I wasn't. Thought, I, I agreed. I thought Steve Carell was excellent in the morning show as well. And it's interesting, too, because what you're seeing is an uneven number of nominees and categories who likely because of ties. Mm-hmm. Like in some you have six and some you have seven. And I am a little surprised that Bob just didn't make that cut here. And again, we both like Steve in the morning show, but... If I was giving the edge to one of them. And also, I'm not sure I would say Steve, he is probably the lead actor in the sense that he is the actor that gets the most screen time. But I think of that show as Reese and Jen being the leads and Steve maybe even being a supporting character. So kind of a shocker. But I love that Brian Cox, I love, and Jeremy Strong, that the two sort of most fun people this season in terms of sparring with one another got nominated for Succession. Right, right, for sure. And, you know, there are a lot of good nominations for Succession, including in supporting like Matthew McFadden and Kieran Culkin and uh, Nicholas Braun, Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. Cousin I Greg. Mean, is Cousin Greg not the happiest person this morning? Like, good for Cousin Greg, I say. But yeah, right. Succession really cle- cleaned up in that supporting category. Yeah. Uh, so we say congratulations to Succession. I feel like. Say, thank you for the chicken. Right. That is going to be tough. And I, you know, Giancarlo Esposito may have been nominated there for a better call Saul, but it was also for the Mandalorian, which he was nominated for. I'm just going to keep mentioning the Mandalorian. Yes, you are. You're just going to keep uh, (laughs) twisting the knife. But yes, uh, he did get nominated as Gus Fring. Um, Jonathan Banks, who usually gets nominated in this category and supporting did not. It's a good group of dudes, though. It is. It is. So we salute them and we will move on to the comedy category. So in Outstanding Comedy Series, we have vying for the trophy this year, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kominsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows, which I'm so excited about. (laughs) 
I know it's nuts, but I love it. I mean, it was such a fun season, especially no better things kind of makes me sad. Yeah, uh, it is makes sad. Me quite sad, especially when you look at like, really, you're going to put the 400th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm on the list, but no better things. Um, and the Kaminsky method and Maisel, which I think Maisel had an interesting season, but right. I would not say it was its best season. Right. And the Kaminsky method love, like that is pure. We love Michael Douglas. We love Alan Arkin. These are, you know, lions of the industry and we do love them. I love them too. But if I feel like the Kaminsky method is the one that took better things as spot there, but I am so right. excited about insecure being on this list Yes, because it had such a fantastic season and I'm so happy for those folks. And then Schitt's Creek, obviously for its final season, getting a nice send off nod and same thing for the good place, which as you know, at, here at the Awardist, we are fans of The Good Place, and several of those folks were nominated. Several of the uh, people that we interviewed for the show were nominated, so we're we're very happy with our track record in that regard. Yes. I mean, one show that had a final season that did not get nominated, and I'm a little sad about it, is Modern Family. Mm, which we thought might happen. Yeah, because, it's, you know, it was an Emmy powerhouse in its earlier years and it actually you know it's been consistently very funny throughout its run and i do think you know more than say curb your enthusiasm could feasibly have been given a slot here um so it is kind of a bummer they can all cry themselves to sleep on their pillow of money exactly why the face because they (laughs) didn't get nominated this morning sadly (laughs) but it's okay we still love them and again big piles of money it's a full-blown scrooge mcduck situation over yeah they're just swimming swimming in the money swimming in it all right we will move on to lead actress in a comedy series which gives us christina applegate in dead to me rachel brosnahan for the marvelous mrs mazel linda cardellini for dead to me Catherine o'hara for schitt's creek Issa ray for insecure and tracy ellis ross for Blackish. So nice to see Linda Cardellini being recognized uh, after Christina Applegate being singled out last year mm-hmm. for them to see that this is, you know, a two-hander show for Linda to get a nod is nice. Yeah. And I mean, she is, it's interesting with a show like that, you know, it's like Killing Eve when they put the lead actresses in the same category, it can sometimes hurt their chances, but I do think they both deserve this nomination. I, Dead to Me, You know, I think season two had quite a few problems and the ending was ridiculous. But what is never ridiculous is the performance of of the lead actresses. They're they're both really, really good. I love that this also means that, you know, Kelly from Married with Children and Lindsay from Freaks and Geeks, like they're fully grown up now getting nominated for Emmys. (laughs) Like both having been teen actresses, you know, uh, when they were first coming up. But yes, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, I feel like Catherine O'Hara could pretty much do anything again nominated yeah. for an Emmy. So I'm, I'm with she that. would deserve it. Yeah, and you know who doesn't love Tracy Ellis Ross? And if you don't, you need to reevaluate your priorities. Um, so I, this is a very good group. Again, you know, we're sad about Pamela Adlon, but we're happy to see Issa Rae here. That's for a great sure. nomination. I'm happy for that show overall. And Rachel Brosnahan, who has gotten a lot of buzz for Maisel, who is very good on that show. I think it is more often the problems I have with that show are with plotting. Right. Not with acting. So, so good for her. She, you know, and she gets to wear a lot of pretty dresses, which I'm sure makes her uh, very happy, but yes, it is. This is a good category. I mean, in terms of favorites, oof, 
I wonder, I almost feel like Christina Applegate has the momentum. Yeah, I just wonder if Catherine O'Hara is going to get sort of the career right. win here. Yeah. That this is her sort of last shot for this show. I am not sure what her Emmy history is, but I, I don't think that she has, you know, a handful. Right. So I think that she has a really good shot of like, we have loved her forever in so many things. Let's give her this one. Yes. Which I would also be fine with. And then we will move on to the actor category. Uh, we've got some rubber stamps here and we've got some fresh blood. We have Anthony Anderson in Blackish, Don Cheadle in Black Monday, Ted Danson in The Good Place, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, and Rami Youssef for Rami. And just, you know, on the record, as we all know here, what a big Ted Danson fan I am. <laughs> I'm really excited to see Ted Danson here. I don't know if he'll win, but I'm really happy to see him here. No, it's so great. And uh, it's interesting, like Rami Youssef gets actor, but the show doesn't get nominated. Curb Your Enthusiasm gets nominated, but Larry doesn't. Like it just, there's no rhyme or reason to that. I do wonder like Don Cheadle, I don't like Black Monday, but I mean, I understand the voters love him. And he's actually great on that show. It is not... It's not appointment viewing for me, but I do like try to catch a few episodes, like binge a few episodes at a time. And I always enjoy it, but it's just like not a front burner show. Right. And it's interesting, you know, Steve, the biggest snub may be Steve Carell in Space Force in that he's a well-known comedy (laughs) actor who, you know, is definitely somebody who I thought could slip into this category for Space Force simply on name recognition alone. And, uh, It's really kind of shocking that he didn't get it here, but he did get it in the drama category. So that's which I think is, yeah, commentary on Space Force as well. I mean, I think regardless of what problems people had with Morning Show, and I know there are some people that were not fan of his performance in that. Obviously, we were. But it is also, I think, part and parcel of the like the comedic actor does the dramatic thing, which he has often been rewarded for in terms Mm -hmm. of press. And he is so good in that that people were just like, we're not going to give it to him for this other show that we did not like as much. Yeah. And just definitely was not. Yeah, it was just not good. I don't know who has the edge here, though, Kristen. Who do you think is going to win this category? I wonder, is it Ted finally? Well, not finally. He's I got do a bunch, feel like but... it might be Ted, you know, or it could be Eugene. I do think people freaking love Ted. Or unless everyone's just so excited about the new blood, they give it to Rami. To Rami. But I do, I do think all the nominations for The Good Place uh, in its final season are a good sign. So it, this could be Ted's year. Right. I definitely, it's a Ted, Eugene, Rami three-way, I think. Wow. That was a weird way to put it, but you all know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So then we will move on to the limited series category, which is very competitive. We have little fires everywhere. Mrs. America, unbelievable, unorthodox, and Watchmen. This is a good category. It is. And I mean, all of these were shows that with the possible exception of Unorthodox, which is a little bit of a surprise, but not really. I mean, these were all shows that were definitely in the running and no huge surprise here. I guess the one thing that is interesting is that Hollywood did not get nominated in this category, right. uh, <laughs> but a bunch of the cast on Hollywood did, which, you know, the acting wasn't necessarily the problem with Hollywood, or at least some of the acting was not. They definitely, the voters rewarded that limited series separately, but overall, I think rightfully left it off the category. 
but I do think that this is a good, solid, deserving list. And it's a very female-centric list, too, when you think who the leads of all of these shows are. Right. I mean, which is kind of wonderful. It's also a you know a win for Hulu, because uh, Little Fires is Hulu, Mrs. America is FX on Hulu. Which is basically Hulu, let's be honest. Which is a nice showing for them. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot of like female stuff here, which I'm digging. I'm digging yeah. on it. Of course, Watchmen is my choice. And I also think is that far and away going to be the winner. I don't think oh, this is sure. a huge contest, but I'm very excited to see that here. And yeah, I'm actually excited about all of these. I think this might be of the ones we are talking about today, my favorite category in terms of, I think it's unimpeachable, the choices. Yeah. I mean, Watchmen got 26 nominations across the board. So I feel like it is really going to be hard to beat here. Um, but then again, they didn't nominate Bob Odenkirk and that seemed like a lock. So, and I'm just going to keep harping on that. So you never know. Right. Anything is possible. So we'll move on to the lead actor in a limited series, which this is an interesting group of people, Jeremy Irons and Watchmen, Hugh Jackman in Bad Education, which I actually just watched the other night, Paul Mescal in Normal People, Jeremy Pope in Hollywood, Mark Ruffalo in I Know This Much Is True. So this is a sort of combo limited series and TV movie. It's that category where you have people like Hugh Jackman, who's in a standalone movie with Jeremy Irons, who's in an ongoing series, Jeremy Pope, who's in an ongoing series. And it's interesting. Here's one of those where on that, on the night, if it's Irons or Pope, they won't know until they say the second name. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I always think of how stressful that must be when there are two people with this name name, when you hear the first name and they're like, Jeremy oh my God. Irons. I mean, it's so great that Jeremy Irons got nominated. I mean, he was having so much fun in Watchmen and he gave an award worthy fart, obviously. Yes. Um, fart couple, her around the world. A couple big snubs. Russell Crowe didn't get nominated for, mm. you know, putting on all that latex and playing Roger Ailes in The Lettuce Voice. Chris Evans, they were pushing quite hard for uh, Defending Jacob on Apple TV+. Plus. Right. And he was great in that. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little surprised Aaron Paul didn't get it for El Camino. You know, Paul Mescal edged in for the hot and horny normal people. He, he <laughs> right. was, you know, it's about hot, horny, sad people. And I guess the voters loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark Ruffalo did the showy thing. The showy thing, playing twins, one had mental illness. I mean, that's that's on your Emmy nomination bingo card. That's uh, almost almost a win. I think Hugh Jackman, people loved him and they love in this role and they love him in general. So I feel like he might have a good shot. Yeah, And that is the movie star, like the biggest sort yeah. of movie star in the category with, you know, with apologies to Mark Ruffalo and Jeremy Irons, that is, he is yeah. sort of the biggest name. And, and he was great in this. I just happened to watch it the other night and it was actually really enjoyable. Yeah, it's a fun really movie, Alice it. and Janney and uh, Annalie Ashford. Like it's got a really great cast. And I will say for Jeremy Pope, you know, we have talked about Hollywood before and clearly have issues with it. But of the younger actors, he was far and away my favorite. The nomination is definitely the win for someone like him there. And then we will move on to lead actress in a limited series or TV movie. And that gives us Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America, Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Regina King for Watchmen, Octavia Spencer for Self Made, the CJ Walker story, and Carrie Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. I sort of love this category as well. I did not think that uh, Self Made, which was a Netflix movie about 
uh, Madam C.J. Walker, who was the first black female millionaire, who had a really interesting story. I wasn't crazy about the script right. for that movie, but Octavia's script. Yeah, I am just sad that we don't see Merritt Weaver here for Unbelievable. I'm very glad that Unbelievable got a nomination in limited series. It really deserved it. But, you know, Kate Blanchett was obviously like, we all knew that was coming. Regina King, we knew that was coming. Kerry Washington, I'm not surprised she got one for Little Fires Everywhere. I do think Reese Witherspoon of her three performances that were eligible <laughs> this year, uh, Little Fires, Big Little Lies, and The Morning Show, I do think Little Fires was her best. And she definitely yes. could have uh, earned a and spot I here. I thought they were both going to get nominated. This one was maybe the biggest surprise to me. And of those three performances, performances this was also my favorite of those yeah. three it was the best written character it really played to her strengths I was just blown away by how much I enjoyed that series I I don't know why yeah. I didn't think it was going to be terrible but my expectations were lower than they should have been and I thought it was really excellent and I think that that with its star power may be the only thing that actually has a chance of giving Watchmen a run for its money Tony Collette was nominated as supporting for Unbelievable, just looking at this now. And the supporting category is actually great for actresses. We got Jean Smart from Watchmen. We love her so much. We love her so much. And then a trio of ladies from Mrs. America, Margot Martindale, Tracy Ullman, Uzo Aduba, and then Holland Taylor from Hollywood, who, again, she was great in Hollywood. She was not, you know. She was so good in it. And I actually think she has a shot there. I think it's oh. possible that the women from Mrs. America will split the vote. Yeah. And that her real competition here is Jean Smart because she is so beloved. But again, this is an opportunity for a career award. I mean, think of all those years she toiled on two and a half men. I know. And she was, all, yeah. I mean, Holland Taylor is a total national treasure and i would love to see her pick that up i'm so thrilled for Jean smart too because i mean she was i mean she's just so great i agree with you on on mrs america those roles were all interesting good roles but like no one really stood out more than the other and they were all sort of the yeah. same size role and i just think that like yeah for it's... me i would say uzo stood out i think that mm -hmm. shirley chisholm episode was the best episode of that show yeah because of her and because for whatever reason the writing in that episode was such a good balance of drama and comedy which right. was not something that the show was big on and at first honestly I was a little annoyed I was like oh they're gonna make the black character the funny one right and then I was like oh no this is totally working and I really really enjoyed that episode and I also like that it gave Uzo an opportunity to do something completely different in a really high profile way yeah but I, I don't think those any of those women are going to win and honestly I wonder if Tony Collette who is great and unbelievable being the only acting nomination from that actually if that gives her an edge at all but agree that Jean Smart just love her so much and in this role yeah. And I mean, I think you can't really go wrong. Those are all really good performances. Like you can't be angry about any of them. Just to mention the supporting actor in Limited, you know, a lot more Hollywood nominations, Dylan McDermott and Jim Parsons, both who were really good in different ways. Three from Watchmen, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II as Dr. Manhattan. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, Jovan Adepo as Hooded Justice, and then Louis Gossett Jr. as William Reeves all got nominated. And then the lone, like, uh, non-Hollywood or Watchmen, Titus Burgess. 
from Kimmy Schmidt. Right, and a comedy versus all yeah. of those uh, drama nominations. And I think that also speaks so highly of how people feel about how beloved Titus is, which is so great. I actually think that I would love to see Yaya win this award. He was so good as Dr. Manhattan. And oh my God, he's so attractive, which I know doesn't matter, but whatever. He looks great. But Dylan McDermott was so good in Hollywood too. So good. Like he is always the one who knows what tone to hit in a Ryan Murphy, like, craziness whenever there's some kind of crazy ryan murphy show even if the show isn't quite working he always knows exactly how to perform and he was having such a great time and you know the character was kind of goofy but just i just loved him and rooted for him i'm so happy for him i mean the man will do anything for ryan murphy he once masturbated while crying in front of a window for ryan murphy like let's just let him have his nominations right you know, he deserves and then it. lewis gossett jr like let's just bow down that yes. man has an academy award it's been a minute since we've seen him this was actually a fantastic character in which he also got to be you know very dramatic and very funny it was so great just seeing him show up in yes. general and have such an integral role across several episodes he wasn't just a guest star like no, he was a he real was for character real, like key to the story so no that was great um absolutely but is this an instance where the three actors from Watchmen and the two actors from Hollywood cancel each other out having Titus Burgess emerge as the winner (laughs) I mean I can't be mad at that either by the way Titus is also on Central Park right now which is Apple TV plus he's a voice in that and he's so good He's so good. Yeah, he's just such a gem as a human, too. Yes. So, you know, we actually, I would say just judging from this off-the-cuff conversation we just threw together after the nominations, I'm actually happy about a lot of these. Like, the snubs do make me sad, but, like, they got a lot of really good folks and shows in here this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's there's plenty to be happy about, even though the stuff that hurts really hurts. But that's, I mean, that that's what happens now that the nominations are out, the campaigning is going to be you know, a lot of Zoom calls and a lot of video chats and that kind of thing. No big events. Probably people zooming into Jimmy Kimmel and, and the other talk shows. Jimmy Kimmel also nominated. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that's, that goes. And then, of course, we still have no freaking clue what the ceremony itself will look like. Right. Theoretically, at least for now, on this day of the nominations, the ceremony is supposed to take place on September 20th in Hollywood with Jimmy Kimmel hosting. Also, as Kristen mentioned, a nominee. So we are just going to have to see it. If they figure out how to do that, it seems very unlikely at this moment in late July that there will be an in-person ceremony of any kind in September. You know, other award shows have happened uh, remotely, and maybe that's what we're looking at. And here's an opportunity for TV to really show that it can make good TV in a socially distant way, right? I mean, this is an incredible challenge. So just to break it down so everybody knows what's what... As we head off to uh, talk to some of these folks uh, in coming weeks for Award Us, that Netflix, as it has, leads all networks with a record 160 nominations. So that tells you something about the way the world is working and streaming right now. And then Watchmen leads all programs with 26 nominations. Maisel is in second with 20 and Ozark is in third with 18. So that's HBO, Amazon and Netflix for the top. Nomination. So again, another year where broadcast, 
you know, since this covers broadcast when they were airing stuff and able to produce stuff, just could not get a really big toehold into right. these nominations. And I mean, NBC is is the highest uh, with 47, but I think a lot of it obviously comes down to like Saturday Night Live. And this is us. And this is us. Yeah. So, I mean, again, solid, but it's definitely, as you mentioned, it's a big drop. Hey, you didn't mention that Quibi has 10 nominations. Right. Literally Quibi. (laughs) We just want to mention quickly in a bite-sized way that um, Quibi... (laughs) Has 10 nominations, and that's all we'll say about that. And the other one I wanted to shout out that I was so excited to see this morning was a Black Lady Sketch Show (gasps) getting nominated in the sketch category. I love that show. If you have not seen it on HBO, check out a Black Lady Sketch Show. It has all your favorite Black ladies in it. Dramatic ones, comedic ones, TV, movies, comedians. It is so fun. I mean, the bitch support group is amazing with Angela Bassett. There's a sketch with Patty LaBelle who shows up uh, to help a woman through a breakup. It's amazing. Like, there are just so many good sketches. Because whose fantasy is that not? Miss Patty Patty Miss coming Patty to Patty. help you through a hard she, time. She so. will take you through. She'll take you to church. She'll get you through your breakup. So if there are any voters listening, by the way, this is me totally stumping for our Black Ladies Get Show. <laughs> and you know what? It deserves it. Check exactly. it out. Well, we are so excited to have joined you on so close to nomination day and all of this excitement. We have no idea what the future holds. But we love TV, so we still have enthusiasm for this, and we hope you do too. And we will be covering it as we head into the you know voting period, right? Exactly. So we'll be talking to some of these folks that we just talked about. So stay tuned for more interviews and Emmy Talk. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to join the conversation, tweet at us. I'm at Kristen G. Baldwin, and you can find Sarah at Sarah A. Rodman. The Awardist isn't just a podcast. You can also find us across EW platforms on EW.com, in the magazine, and on social media, too. So if you want to binge more of The Awardist, you know where to find it. Until then, we'll be on the couch. The Awardist is produced by EW in partnership with Pod People.